Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on. It's fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver was going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. My Notre Dame Fighting Irish take on the Clemson Tigers. Last time we snuck away with a double overtime victory. Same generation as his quarterback. Here's again Kyron Williams left side. Into the secondary. Williams down the sideline. Kyron Williams might go. Notre Dame. Touchdown. Touchdown. Picked up by the Tigers. This is the second drive. Iwiangalele. Firing deep ball downfield. Cornell Powell with the catch for the touchdown. Oklahoma starting the season off a bit shaky and have seemingly gotten back on track. Iowa State has been the conference's best team all season long. Out of the gun. Rattler running out of time, steps through the crowd, goes up and into the end zone for a touchdown. Purdy out of the gun. Do you guys think that the Gators have what it takes to get the SEC championship? The way Sark uses his personnel, using Smith for a touchdown. They're having a very tough time dealing with the bottom zone and then makes a little bit move and boom, there he goes. On first and goal complete, touchdown Florida. Welcome to All Four Downs Podcast. I am Joe Aguirre. We are entering week 16. The College Football Conference Championship Week is upon us. The league's title matchups are featuring some of the top-ranked teams all competing for a chance to enter the college football playoffs. We bring in the crew, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, Hector Vasquez, and our producer, Obi Munez. We'll also have Justin D'Onofrio and Trevor Keyes joining us now this past Tuesday. The College Football Playoff Selection Committee announced the top 25 rankings for Week 16. 
There are red flags everywhere. The committee showed their biases all over the place. The question, why are certain schools favored over others? But the most obvious question being asked is, how did Ohio State, with six games played, validate its position while others have played nine or ten games? Why Cincinnati dropped one spot each week while being idle and undefeated? Meanwhile, Florida loses to LSU, a terrible football team, and drops from number six to number seven. Meanwhile, Louisiana, who beat number six Iowa State, has an impressive 9-1 record. They're in the loss, of course, to Coastal Carolina. It's ranked 19th. And what about USC? Do they have any chance of making the playoffs? How could a team that's ranked uh, 13 somehow jump to number four? These are questions the committee has no intention of tackling. We, on the other hand, will do just that. Uh, Sean Scanlon, this thing is already a big mess. There's obviously people very angry. Ohio State getting the pass. And, and I've said it all along, and Trevor, I'll give you a chance to jump in uh, and, and defend yourself. But, I mean, Ohio State, I just don't think, has the resume to have jumped over everybody else. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, to this point, I still have Cincinnati at number four. Um, I, I just think that they have a tremendous defense, and I, I think that they're really slept on. Obviously, Ohio State probably definitely plays in the better conference, but – I. Their only super impressive win this year has been uh, against Indiana in a game where they only won by a touchdown. So I, I, I agree. I don't think that they have the resume of other teams like Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina, who has a, a bunch of solid wins over you know Appalachian State, a team like Louisiana, who you mentioned. So um, I still have Ohio State out of my top four. Um, if they go in and they have a very impressive win over Northwestern and they just really beat up on that good defense, maybe you can make a case for them going into that top four, depending on the other conference championship games. But um, I, I agree. There's all over the, these uh, top funny, top 25 college football playoff rankings. Uh, it's just been a mess ever since they, they've been starting to do them a couple weeks ago. So uh, I agree that uh, they definitely need to, to fix that up. Okay. Now, Trev, uh, you and I had um, an angry exchange. To say the least. Uh, via messenger, and uh, you got really mad. You were like, Ohio State's the best. Ohio State's, Ohio State's beat number four. And, and I said to you, just ex- explain to me why you believe. And, again, I, I'm okay with giving somebody a pass if they truly deserve it, and I know you think they do. Tell everybody why that is. Well, obviously we know that Ohio State is not the same Ohio State of last year. I know that their, their defense is almost god-awful, and, we, and we've seen it. They've struggled throughout the year defensively. But purely, who are you putting over them? I would ask all of you. I mean, you could say Texas A&M. Look, we already saw Texas A&M play the number one team in college football. They lost by four touchdowns. Florida Florida shouldn't even be in the top ten right now, so that's a joke. We just know that the NCAA is SEC. I should say NCAA slash SEC because we know the NCAA loves the SEC as much as anything in the world. And everybody wants to say Coastal Carolina. Yay, Coastal Carolina. Hooray. Let's get Cinderella in. Guys. Nobody cares about seeing Coastal Carolina against Alabama. If you want to see a blowout, go ahead. Watch it because that's all that's going to happen. I know they beat BYU, but guess what? The committee was right about BYU. That wasn't a good – they weren't as good as we thought. Now, I know you've been asking me about Ohio State. Look, do I think Ohio State is the best team in college football? No. I just told you before the show, Alabama is clear-cut the best team in college football, followed by Hector, sorry, Clemson still, with Trevor Lawrence – they are still the second best team in college football. Notre Dame, I'll give Notre Dame. They they 
Thunder part this year. They've looked very impressive defensively. Ian Book has done a tremendous job of maybe helping his draft stock. Who knows? But still, I have to see. The last time we saw Notre Dame something this good was in 2013 when they got killed by Alabama. And then two years ago, they got they should have never been on the same field as Clemson. So I'll wait to see what Notre Dame does this weekend against a healthy Trevor Lawrence and a Clemson team. But Ohio State, they're not the same team as last year. Plain and simple. I understand that. But I'll take them because I think they're a more talented team than any other team outside the top three. And so, Trevor, what you're saying is, is that Ohio State – should be ranked number four is what you're saying. Yeah. You say yeah. the committee got right. So you telling yeah. me that with Ohio State resume, when they played supposedly two ranked teams, where is Penn State in the schedule? When they were ranked 18 when they played them, and all of a sudden they couldn't even win any uh, a game. They were 0-4. Okay? Out. The only team that they played was Indiana, and to affect that, Indiana almost came back and pulled an upset. Almost. But you trying to tell game. me that six five games that Ohio State is legitimately better or has the same resume as a team that play nine or ten games? Yeah. Are you dismissing oh, what Coastal Carolina here. did? Yes. Are you dismissing yes. the Sun Belt Conference, yes. which yes. which yes. Louisiana yes. beat yes. Iowa yes. State that's now yes. ranked in the top the ten? NCAA does that. The NCAA doesn't care about the Sun Belt Conference. They don't care that Coastal Carolina is undefeated. If you you make them care. You make them care by giving them a shot because no, they have a shot. They can. Shot. They can Why? beat your Buckeyes. No, I was, you yes, said Coastal is. Listen, you're let's hear let's hear what, what Big Jace got to say. Go ahead, Big Jace. Ohio State, their O line, they got Wyatt Davis, who's okay. But he's nothing special. I, I was very high on him. He's not that good. This win. What I took away from the Indiana game, the only real game they played, the only competitive game they played, because that was the only decent team they played, they were able to get pressure on Justin Fields. And when Justin Fields got pressure, he looked like Daniel Jones. He was throwing picks. He was crapping his pants. Yes, they have that good. They were able to establish the run with Sermon and uh, Master Teague. And that was really good. But this defense is so porous. They let – I mean – And I've stated that. Yeah, they, they're letting these teams the get in. But when – I'm going to use Coast Carolina. They got a beast in Jeffrey Gunter who will be down Justin Fields' face every snap like he was to Zach Wilson. And he will be in his face, getting in his head, making him make those mistakes. And they're not going to be able to run the ball – like, because the, the linebackers and Coast Carolina's defense is solid. And then you talk about that really bad Ohio State offense against this really good J- – Jamie Chadwell has a great scheme with that spread option. They're not going to have any clue what's going on. Coastal Carolina is going to bring it to them. And then not to mention Cincy, who is the best team in the state of Ohio – Who's got Desmond Ritter? He's not the best quarterback in the state of Ohio, but he's right there behind Justin Fields. I've seen this man under pressure, and he's done a lot better than what we saw Justin Fields get under pressure against Indiana. I, I'm not sold on Ohio State. 
And okay. Who have they beat? Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Trevor. Oh, this is every – I. hey, you know what? You guys like to do wrestling. I have to be the heel. I got to be the badass heel because I feel like people love a good heel. Me, look, I've told you, the Ohio State defense is has been horrible this year. I understand that. But come on. Are we really going to make the Coastal Carolina? They're going to beat them? Okay. So just like Hawaii was going to beat Georgia, and I brought this up with Joe. Just like, oh, do you remember Northern Illinois too when they got into a big uh, fiesta? I think it was the Orange Bowl. Yeah, they lost by three touchdowns. Hmm, let's see. Western Michigan. Oh, nice. They were they were undefeated, ran their table against their great schedule. Um, how'd they do? They lost two, right? And don't use the Boise State because Boise State has been a perennial power since that 07 game against Oklahoma. So stop with the Coastal Carolina is going to beat Ohio State because they're not even going to get into possibly a New Year's Six Bowl because your favorite team, Cincinnati, is going to take that. Ohio State, all they got to do is win on Saturday, and they're in. No matter how much they want to say, they're going to win. They sh- they're they going to beat Northwestern, and they're going to get into the college football playoff. It's plain and simple. Hey, I, don't why, I don't know why anybody it's just going to be that simple. That last year, you love to throw that in my face. Utah this, Utah that last year. Yeah, you think Utah was going to Better than this Ohio State team. They would whoop this Ohio State team because this Ohio State team just, defense yeah, is I know. And then Justin Herbert, Justin, Herber, Justin Herbert whooped up on the U. So, come on, give me a break. Well, we definitely Justin understand Herbert that the biggest – that the biggest thing that happened on Tuesday was mentioning about why Ohio State was actually ranked high than than normal. Cincinnati, who hasn't played in the last couple of weeks, keep going down one rank each week. Uh, Joe, uh, another thing that, that came out, this was USC. And now you have them in the top 10. Do you see USC winning not only this weekend, but have a chance to make to the college playoffs? Uh, they're the best team in the Pac-10. I mean, there's like no doubt about it. So how do you? I, I just I felt like I, I had no choice but to throw somebody uh, from that conference into the top ten. That's why I put them there. Well, be, being that now that they're not playing Washington, they they're not even playing Colorado because they're in the same division. Now they're forced to play Oregon for the um, Pac-12 championship. Do you think it's fair that even if Let's suppose USC do defeat Oregon this weekend. Should they even be considered being in, in, in the college playoffs? Well, I mean, again, Ohio State's there because they're Ohio State in the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 should get some sort of equal representation based on that same thing. Look, Ohio State's there because it's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. This We're not talking about Colorado or Washington. We're talking about USC. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to take the look if if this is the way Gary Barta wants to play it, well then yeah, then thro- throw USC in there. How could you not? Okay. I I I I got you. I also, got you. I would listen, I would say to anybody about about you know, you you want to talk about uh Boise uh State. I mean, Boise State when they finally got a chance to crack in started cracking skulls. Until you let these teams in there and see what happens, and you can bring up Hawaii. Everybody knows Hawaii got got their cracked three years too late, to be honest. But um, uh, on the football field, dude, straight up, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think Coastal Carolina's defense, and I think that offense that that they run, I think they could stay competitive on the field with anybody. Could they beat the big boys? Probably not. But I mean, you're you're looking at a possibility of Texas A and M being in the top four. 
And as you said, Trev, we already saw them get blown out by three scores. What's the difference if it's Coastal Carolina or Texas A&M? Or God forbid they try to shove Florida up our, down our throats again. <laughs> Give me a break with that crap. I, I mean, if, if that's the game we're going to play, then that. Nah. Why doesn't USC get an automatic bid? I, I agree with you there. Hey, big shout out to Adam for supporting our show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Justin, you've been quiet there, and Hector, I'll get with you later. But in your rankings, you did not have Coastal Carolina in the top 10. Uh, can you explain your reason? And do you think that even now, oh, Iowa State, which you have them ranked uh, to the top, they're playing Oklahoma. If they win, should they be in the college playoffs? Now, I kind of did my top 20. I've been doing it like what I think the committee is going to do. That's kind of how I've been doing it. So that's where I thought Coastal was going to end up. Um, that's kind of how I've been doing it all along. If Oklahoma beats Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game, I think with two losses, they shouldn't be able to. If, if Cincy wins and beats Iowa State, I mean, if Cincy beats Tulsa, Oklahoma beats Iowa State, and Ohio State loses somehow to Northwestern, then I definitely, I then, I definitely see Cincinnati being should be able to get that shot, but I would not be shocked at all to see um a usc get in or even like a two two loss oklahoma team you know i i think today is a really really good team um but oklahoma oklahoma's been playing a lot better and i think the thing about oklahoma this year is they're more physical up front than they've been the last years i think this is a better team they were young so they, they went through their bumps early with the loss to kansas state and iowa state but the last few weeks have been playing really really well um spencer rattler's been playing better he's making better decisions um so i this is a better team when they were back in september but with two losses i don't think they should get in unless a just epic chaos breaks out this weekend right there's no team and since this playoffs two loss team ever make it to the championship better yet they haven't even made it to the top four and i definitely don't see that happening but it could be the first because let's say if Notre Dame do beat Clemson, should Clemson remain in the top four? And Hector, you're a big Notre Dame fan and stuff. Uh, that, the first time, their first meeting, they went into overtime. Should that same scenario happen again this weekend, could Clemson remain in the top four? No. If Notre Dame beats them, Clemson does not deserve to be there. If Coastal Carolina does not deserve to be a top four team or, or a playoff team, then Clemson don't deserve to be there as a two-loss team. Okay, when, when, when do we all of a sudden decide we're going to start changing the rules to benefit a certain team because they are, they, who, they are who they are? Okay, we've seen that with Ohio State already. Okay, we all thought that we're not going to make it because the game was canceled with Michigan. Now, you know, the, the Big Ten Conference comes in and says, they throw in the curveball and says, aha, joke's on you. We're going to change things up so Ohio State can be in there. Okay, this is just taking this, – this credibility has just gone out the window, and that's why I've lost respect for Ohio State. Okay, they're a great team. They're a great – you know, they're a great football college team. But this year, they've lost my respect because of this. And the Big Ten, I've lost disrespect for them because of this. Because if it was any other conference, they would not be changing the rules just to fit their team in there. Okay? Coastal Carolina has a quarterback who's in the top 10 in the country when it comes to touchdowns, interceptions, quarterback rating. Where is he getting the respect? Okay, Trevor, you talk about, oh, let's not talk about the Fiesta Bowl. But I'm going to talk about the Fiesta Bowl. Boise State was undefeated. 
They got a shot at a power five team in Oklahoma. They beat them. Okay, until they, they decide to create a playoff system, we're never going to know if the Coastal Carolinas or the Cincinnati's can handle with the big dogs because they're always going to be overlooked. So why even put them in the top 10 if you're not going to even give them a shot at the playoffs? You see what I'm saying? Might as well just drop them down to the top 20s, into the 20s, because you're never going to give them the respect that is deserved. And that is what's wrong, especially in the COVID situation. COVID has dominated everybody, every football team. But Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati, well, more Coastal Carolina, has shown that they know how to work around COVID and still is undefeated, took on a top 10 team in three days' notice, and still went in there and beat them on their senior night. Okay, so, Trevor, you, you, know, you, you, you talk about this whole Ohio State what happens when they go into Alabama that first game and then they get destroyed? Then what are we talking about? Okay, then, then they lose. Then I in the first place. Give it to yeah, that was wrong. Give it to somebody <laughs> who was, was wrong. What do you want me? What do you want me to I say? Think, I think the bottom <laughs> line is is that when you pick the top four teams, hold on, hold on, hold on for a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the bottom line is is that if you're gonna pick the best four teams in the country. That we're gonna get two quality games, not a blowout like a couple of years ago when Notre Dame went to the playoffs and it had nothing to show for. Ovi, didn't you just not say that Cincinnati has dropped a little bit because they're not playing? Exactly. Okay, why is Ohio State not in that boat? Because they are Ohio State and they're not Cincinnati. See, that is not fair. This system is just rigged so Ohio State could be in there, but they're not even the most watched team on TV right now. Coastal Carolina is, BYU is, Cincinnati, Tulsa. Those are the teams people are wanting to watch and are getting the ratings. Cincinnati, I mean, Ohio State isn't. Oh, they're on TV. Oh, okay. They're you know what? I, I, real quick, I'm glad Risser brought this up. Because they, they, I can't believe you guys aren't talking about that. Listen, like they literally, they, hold on. They literally just set you up for what's going to happen. In yeah. the event that Notre Dame, Notre Dame beats Clemson, Clemson will drop from number three to number four. And they're going to tell you that that second loss doesn't count. <laughs> Only because it was to, just Notre you'll Dame. You'll have to believe it. And that's just how it's going to be. No, they're going to say the first loss doesn't count because of Trevor Lawrence not being there. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that throw that loss out. I could have sworn he said game. second one, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll 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 see what'll happen. I, I just meant having two losses. They're gonna throw right. one of the losses right. out and say it doesn't count. They're they're gonna make this is gonna be the final four, whether we like it or not. And I and I I think barring some insanity, I mean, I I, I tell you, even even Alabama, if you, if you think if Alabama loses, they're gonna drop out of the top four. No, no, no absolutely everybody, not. Absolutely everybody puts up a slot. And Cincinnati probably gets pushed back further so we could squeeze another shitty SEC team in. This is what would have been, would have been interesting is if Florida didn't have their debacle last week. And I, and I even said this to you, Joe. If Florida would have beat Alabama last week, I'm talking, Ohio State's not getting into the playoff, even with the Big Ten championship game. It well, I'm glad been, that you brought that up. All SEC and an all ACC because if, Trevor Long, if Clemson beat Notre Dame, there's no way you're taking Notre Dame out. You're not. So you would have had the ACC rematch and you had an SEC rematch. If anything, Florida's lost. God probably just made this decision for the committee a lot easier. I hate to tell you that, guys, but 
That's the truth. The NCAA, if you haven't noticed, other than polit politicians, is the most corrupt thing in this freaking country. And if you guys right. haven't noticed that yet until just no, now, no. 2020, then you've been missing a hell of a lot more because it's happened each and every year in this college football playoff. I don't care if it has been, though. We're here to fight it. It's listen. It's it's only gotten worse as the yeah. I said this to you the other day. It's the Power Five seize control. Fight the the, N the NCAA. I mean, they don't even have any say in the matter at all. It's at the point where none of these other conferences have a voice. And I suspect as the Power Five committee tries to become its own ruling body of NCAA football, I think you're going to find um, a, a major class action lawsuit from all of the other conferences as well as all of the independent schools. You you have a right under the 14th Amendment to due process that everybody's supposed to be treated the same. You can't be arrested for a crime, and I, I'm, I'm not charged with the same crime if I'm caught committing it. doesn't work that way. That's what due process is. The idea, like you said, Hector, that Coastal Carolina is 11-0. Any, anybody that wants to step up, they've taken care of business. They can't crack the top 10. Are you kidding me? Why Why even rank these teams then? You're exactly right. Why waste our time? Why Why would? Why did the Power Five put themselves in the awkward spot of having Cincinnati in the top five only to be like, oh, we can't have that now. We'll just push them out. I mean, that that is, that is corruption at a level that I, I don't think the NCAA in its heyday could have ever pulled off. This is something special from Gary Barta and that corrupt group that runs the Power Five. Gary Barta needs to go. No mistakes, and I'll tell you mm -hmm. what. I'll tell you what. If you're not the ACC, the SEC, uh, or the Big Twelve, I I think that you probably might also want to jump in on that action because, uh, again, the way the Pac-12 gets the uh, sort of dissed as well. I mean, come on. It, you know, it, we're not we're not trying to figure out what the best team in in, in the uh, southeast part of America is. That's not what we're doing. I tell you what, Hector, you got you got something over there that most of these schools need. Can you please present that? Where's that Vaseline? Because that's all the, everybody needs that right now. No kidding. There that's you what go. All getting. It's a it's a travesty. <laughs> I'll say another thing. Listen, you know, you said earlier, Trevor, that that they, they were wrong about BYU. I don't think they were wrong about BYU. I think they were more wrong about Coastal Carolina than anything else. You know, yeah, I have to respect Coastal Carolina for the fact that look, that Sun Belt Conference. So we'll take it back. Louisville beat um Iowa State. I'm sorry, Louisiana. Sorry, correction. Louisiana beat Ohio State right early in the season. Coastal Carolina defeated Louisiana by three points, which they will have their rematch this week, which is going to be a fabulous game, right? And 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 mean to tell me that in the short notice they defeat BYU to make this game happen, rank teams, and not give the proper respect. Hector, go ahead. And this is I know this is irrelevant, but also Arkansas State beat Kansas State, so the Sun Belt owns the Big Twelve. Mm -hmm. Why saying. are they not getting respect? Sun Belt yeah. undefeated against Big 12 this year. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we need to put the Sun Belt in the Power Five and kick out Big 12. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Or remove the Pac 12 because they store the same status yeah, as the Big the Pac 10. The Pac 12 is garbage. <laughs> hey, hey. But I tell you what, man, uh, this Sunday is the final selection. 
that on uh, December 20th at noon Eastern time. We're going to find out exactly who are the final four. Right there, at baby. the end of this show, oh, yeah. <laughs> at the end of this show, there. we're going to predict exactly who's going to remain the top four in order. So please stay tuned on that. And the semifinals is the Rose Bowl and the All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, top four going at it. And, of course, on January 11th in Miami, home of the Miami Dolphins, will be the national championship. And that is the trophy that they're definitely going to win. And, yes, we're going to continue debating. Also, next week, we're going to be talking about the Heisman. We're going to predict who's going to be the Heisman winner. We've all been voting that Mac Jones is the front lead. But that will happen January 5th. And it's going to be a virtual presentation. Yes. And um, my money is on Mac Jones. We'll see on that. Probably debatable because of his weapons that he has there. There are three potential Heisman candidates in that team. We'll have to wait and see. But, hey, we're entering week 16, the conference championship. Jace is in the lead by two. Sean, Joe, myself, Hector did an awesome job. Justin, eight. Ovi, myself, that's me, Ovi, James, Justin, and Sean, 10 wins, baby, 10 wins. You guys are doing good, but I have to give credit to what credit's due. Joe went for San Jose State. He was the only one that went from San Jose State outright to defeat Nevada. Justin picked San Diego uh, at the 15-point spread. Uh, they lost to BYU 28-14. to Wow, that was a close one. And Sean, the only one. That picked LSU, called called the upset, 37-34. For you, Sean. That a boy. Go yeah, time. buddy. And that leads us. Oh man. Leads us to our. Hmm. Yep, that is correct. I'm sorry, man. Is that, I'm so used to seeing Washington. I I'm so used to seeing Washington that uh, again I had to make these changes at the end. Oregon versus USC. Uh, man, I mean, I don't even think this is a real contest. It's undeserving, uh, especially with all this COVID. But it is what it is. Washington got pulled out. Oregon and USC will play Friday night. Uh, Pac-12 championship, replacing a longtime starter and now first-rounder Justin Herbert. Uh, Oregon's never been the same. You know, they, they've, they've been favored to win by big points and they end up losing. Uh, but on the other side of the house, you got USC that, man, for three games, come back from behind wins. We just saw that against UCLA. UCLA playing that prevent defense, allow USC to come back. Here we go. Bottom line, these two go at it. I pick USC to win. Uh, Joe, who you got? Yeah, I think USC is definitely going to take care of business. Um, you know, you'd like to see USC uh, blow them out and and you know make things interesting and 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 see where they might fall uh, in in that those final rankings. But I, I, unfortunately, again, there's nothing the Pac-12 can do to even like scratch the surface of the playoffs. Okay, Hector, USC. Uh, I just. You know, with Oregon just getting, you know, squeezed in here because of Washington, um, I just don't think that Oregon's um, their their defense on this is not going to have a hard time trying to stop the run. And USC got some wide receivers that that can get the ball in the air. So I mean, even if Oregon stops one aspect of the game, they're not going to be able to stop the other. USC is going to win this game. All right. 
Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I'm going to go with the uh, USC. I, I think they, they've been playing in pretty much close games all year. Um, so I, I think it will come down to the wire. But I, I think USC, uh, with their great receivers, and uh, Keaton Slovis will pull it out late. I'm going the upset. Upset alert, baby. Oregon will get it done <laughs> against USC. That's an upset alert, baby. Was there a Oregon tornado will get it warning? Done against USC. That's an upset alert. Hey, Oregon I was. Done. Yo, my kids, my kids ran to their rooms, baby. I know my computer's old, but what's going on? Upset alert. Oregon gets it done. Pac-12 loves to kick itself in the butt and outside of any type of uh, con- contemplation to get into the college football playoff. So, Oregon Justin, gets do you do you got an alarm too? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> I think USC finds a way to pull this thing out. Um, I have been very surprised with the way Oregon defense has played this year. I've been, you know, surprised. I thought they were going to be better. Um, they did the last game against Cal. They've got they got a little bit better, but. Um, I still just don't think they're going to be able to slow down Keaton Slovis and this USC offense. As long as USC, you know, plays a full 60 minutes, they should win this game. Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Chase, don't play the damn music, but I'm going to go with Oregon as well. I think USC is. <laughs> this guy got the vacuum, yo. That's the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> a race car? Like, what is that? Like, what is that? A it's a nuclear alarm. It's a nuclear. Oh my god! Yeah. According to my sound, I know how you guys have been like loving USC, but let's be honest, oh. they should have lost to Arizona State, who's god awful. Should have lost to Arizona, who just lost seventy yeah, to no, seven. No, no, no. Um, UCLA, they should have lost to that game too. But of course, Chip Kelly and. UCLA—they all run prevent defense nowadays. I love the Ohio State guy talking about a, a team barely winning yeah, and yeah, being yeah. fairly ranked. I love it. Yeah, Say more. But no, the Pac-12 is irrelevant. The, the, the Pac-12 is irrelevant. I can't wait for Sunday at twelve oh one when the Final Four is the exact same Final Four that you guys just showed. Of course, it's going to be crying. But the only thing that's going to be different is Clemson's going to be too. Oops, I gave a spoiler for my ACC championship game too. Sorry, Hector. Slow your roll. Hey, hey, let's, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll have the last laugh, pal. Listen, we will get to Ohio State. Let's let's let's, let's leave that alone real quick. No, 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 no. Two year six bowl and gets destroyed, and then we move it on to UAB. All right, UAB. How dare you? And Marshall. Yes, yeah, he, he already killing it right now. So there we go. Uh, listen, hey, the, this rivalry hasn't been played in six years after being after being played nine straight seasons. Okay, Marshall owns um, UAB eight to two. All right, that's the history. UAB beat Rice twenty one to sixteen, while Marshall lost to Rice twenty to nothing this year. Marshalls have Grant Wells, who actually threw five interceptions in the game. Uh, I don't think that uh, Wells is going to do that this week. I think he's going to come back nice and strong with revenge, and he's going to make things happen. And I got Marshall winning this game, Joe. Yeah, I think that, you know, again, generally speaking, when I, I like, I mean, common opponents is a big one for me, but Marshall, it just, nothing went right that game. So I'm willing to forgive it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think UAB will definitely uh, bring it. But I think Marshall's going to pull out a close one in the end here. 
Yeah, Marshall's going to win this game. I, I too just you know forgave that Rice game, like you said, Grant Wells just didn't just had an off night. But besides that, Marshall knows how to move the ball. You know what I'm saying? You've seen that in all their wins. You know, defense would not be able to stop that. So UAB would just would just blaze along on the loss column on this one. So the Thundering Herd will win this one. Yeah, uh, I got Marshall. Uh, like we like we've been saying. Struggle with that rice loss, bad loss. UAB's a solid program. It'll be a good close game, but I expect the the Thunder and Herd to get back on track with the W here. I agree. I think Marshall's going to bounce back. Um, I do think UAB will cover this game. I think it will be relatively low scoring, um, just because Marshall has struggled offensively, obviously against Rice, and then uh, but they do have a really good defense. So low scoring game. Marshall pulls it out late. Yeah, I got the Thunder and Herd taking it in a close one. Both. Both teams are top 15 in defense. Um, I don't know if UAB's running back Spencer Brown's going to play. That could be a factor because he's a pretty solid running back. Um, but Marshall's so good at stopping the run. Even with Brown, Spencer Brown, if he plays, I think Marshall's going to be able to slow him down. Uh, I'll take Marshall to win a close one. You guys all spoke about it. Clean sweep. Going with the herd. All right. Nice. I don't, I don't want to get again. That's why I'm gonna. I'm, I'm so, hey, another great game that's coming up is Ball State versus Buffalo. It's the MAC championship. Uh, hey, we we know history with uh, Buffalo with their running back. Uh, again, here we go. Buffalo has run through the MAC like the cars you see. I'm fast and the furious. That is the phrase that I'm using. Winning is five games. 49 to 30, 42 to 10, 42 to 17, 70 to 41, and 56 to 7. Running back Jared uh, Patterson tied the record with uh, reaching over 1,000 yards in just five games. Uh, Buffalo has rushed over 300 and more in the last three games, going against Ball State, which has had a, a rocky road. Uh, the Cardinals didn't clinch the Mac West until time had expired on uh, last game, and the referees had to sort out some wild stuff in that game and i believe that was against central michigan uh but I, i'm picking buffalo in this game and i and i'm picking them very big on this one yeah i'm with you you know it's funny you mentioned patterson they uh, i can't think of the other guy's name offhand of course just had it and lost it uh but they, they've got a, a nice compliment piece to patterson i think they continue to pound the football and i i just don't see how ball state can keep buffalo under 49 points yeah, Buffalo owns, I think, the third best red zone offense in the country. I mean, that's just impressive to me. And then on defense, only allowing 21 points a game. So I don't see anywhere where the Cardinals are going to do anything on each side of the ball. So Buffalo is going to win this game. Hey, not so fast. Ball State has a solid QB in Drew Plitt. He is a solid uh, NFL prospect. He might go mid uh, mid rounds. But uh, I, I like Ball State. I like their QB. Buffalo, I do think, is a better team. Jared Patterson will run the ball. They'll eat up time of possession. They'll eat up the clock. Buffalo will get the win, but it will be a lot closer than you guys think. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo in this one. I think there's going to be a lot of points on the board. Uh, two teams that run the ball uh, really well. But uh, Buffalo's attack with uh, Jared Patterson and Kevin Marks Jr. is uh, up there with some of the best in the country. They, they run the ball really efficiently. Um, so I think there, there's going to be a lot of points in this game, but Buffalo will pull it out probably by 14 or 17 points. Yeah, I got Buffalo. Um, Jared Patterson, that running game. Ball State's really struggled defensively. Um, so I, I think he can run crazy against this Cardinals defense. And I think Buffalo will win by a few scores. Yeah, I got the Buffaloes too. They got too much offense. Just good luck with Ball State because 
I've looked at uh, Buffalo's last five games, all five games. They haven't had competition throughout the entire season. I'm going to go with them. Buffalo Bulls reign supreme. All right, and we're going to Trevor's favorite game in the house right now, and that's no other than Ohio State versus Northwestern. With the Big Ten amending the rules, Ohio State's allowed to play in the championship. Could this be the game that the Buckeyes could clear have an eye test for many and clinch their way to the playoffs? I don't know. Northwestern finished in first in the West. However, they have never defeated Ohio State in the last eight meetings. As a matter of fact, the last eight meetings, they've been getting crushed over 25 points. The last time both of these teams played in the Big Ten Conference was December 1st, 2018, when the Buckeyes did defeat them 45-24. to And I think that this weekend will be no different. I pick Ohio State. Yes, Trevor. Wow. Now, now let me ask, is everybody going to pick Ohio State or we're just going to purely pick Northwestern because we just don't like Ohio State because they're acting like babies, right? Is that, is that no, what we're going to We're all going to go in favor of Northwestern after you finish making your pick. I like that. I'll be the only we're, one on the West. It's like you guys will have a lot column then. We even Ohio give you a Vaseline too. They've been the best team in the Big Ten for years, and they continue it again. They're going to reign supreme, and no matter what people want to say on the show and what everybody else wants to say on all their other podcast shows – Ohio State wins at 3.30, and they're the Big Ten champions, they will be going to the college football playoff. Straight facts. Doesn't matter. Coastal Carolina will not be it. It won't be A&M, and it won't be anybody else. Plain and simple, Ohio State wins big again. Yeah, I got the Buckeyes win by three scores. I think it's going to be similar to 2018. Northwestern may hang in there for a bit, but they, they just don't have the offensive firepower to just hang around with those Ohio State um, offense on the other side um defensively if they can you know get some pressure on trevor i mean justin fields and you know they can make it easier for Peyton ramsey they just you know they're not like indiana where they have some, some explosiveness on offense they have none of that and i think ohio state after halftime probably pulls away from the wildcats Yeah, uh, look, here's here's what it boils on down to. Uh, Northwestern's averaging 25.3 points a game. Ohio State gives up 23.2. So let's say Northwestern's going to score about 24 points in this one. Northwestern's defense is allowing 14.6 points per game, but Ohio State's averaging 46.6. So... Even that out, it's about 30 points there. So I think this is going to be a close game. I agree. I think Northwestern's going to hang for as long as they can, but I think ultimately Northwest, uh, Ohio State rather, uh, pulls out like a, a roughly 30 24 win here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're going to get a, like you guys said, a good game for the first half, but Ohio State will pull away. Um, Northwestern's got a pretty good defense, but uh, I, I think Justin Fields and the running attack will be too much for them. Um, but I do think the spread is a little too much, that 20 and a half. I think Ohio State probably wins by around 17. Oh, my God. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I will put my money on Northwestern to, to with 17. I think that's I think that's crazy talk. I, I got Sprite right here. I'm going to hand the R to you, Trevor, because I'm picking this out of spite because <laughs> I'm going to go with Northwestern to not just cover. They're going to get it done. That defense is good. That defense is good. It's Justin Fields is gonna tuck his tail between his legs. 
They're not going to be able to run like they did against Indiana. And it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be very similar to the Wisconsin-Northwestern game. It's going to be like a 21-17 to Northwestern edges out of victory. There you have it. it, it I'm good. Oh. Upset alert. Turn off the blender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got my margarita too now. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. Wow. All right. You're in first place too in the picks this year? Yeah, I got a little bit of wiggle room. How the hell did you guys let that happen? Damn. Uh, all right, so moving right along here, the Sooners freshman quarterback Spencer Rattler is playing lights out. Despite getting sacked four times last week against Baylor, he has improved in his accuracy and ability to be a dual threat. Iowa State has been an unexpected powerhouse this season. After going 7-6 last year, they're now 8-2. and The loss for Oklahoma State is more of a reason why they are the underdog this week. And for the way I see it, I think Oklahoma not only beats them, but they will probably defeat them at least by 15 points. Ooh. Wow. That's interesting. Look, uh, bottom line, and I know I know everybody loves uh, Iowa State, but Oklahoma uh, is averaging more points per game. Uh, they're averaging, uh, giving up about the same amount of points per game. They've got a better offense, a better defense. I mean, it's... It, it looks like Oklahoma on paper. It, you know, again, I don't buy the hype of Iowa State. I, I never will and never would. So I'm going to take Oklahoma in this one. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma in this one. I mean, the last meeting that they had earlier this year was a pretty tight game. You know, you look at the stats overall, you know, it was pretty evenly down the line. But since that loss, Oklahoma has improved, you know, so I just see the Sooners coming out winning this game and becoming Big 12 champions. I love Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Lincoln Riley's a good coach as well. I think it's going to be a very, very close game, but I think experience is going to get the edge here. Iowa State's going to get it done. Brock Purdy has that experience of being in these big types of games. Spencer Rattler, first season starting, doesn't really understand that yet. I like Iowa State to edge out the victory here. I'm with Jason on this one. Um, I like uh, Iowa State uh, ability to uh, slow down Spencer Rattler in this one. And uh, Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in the nation for Iowa State. I think they're, that he's going to have a lot of success running against Oklahoma. And Brock Purdy just uh, has to not make the mistakes. He has to manage the game. And I, I think that Ohio- Iowa State will come out and um, beat Oklahoma by a touchdown here. I, th- I think it will be a statement win. I got Oklahoma winning this one, a close one. It's just, you know, too easily – uh, match teams like this, it's tough to beat them twice in college football. So I think Oklahoma finds a way to win. I like the way they're playing. I think Rodney Perkins has a big day. As long as they can slow down Brees Hall and Iowa State and they keep the um, Oklahoma defense on the field, then I think Iowa State does have a chance. But I really like the way Rattler's been playing the last few weeks in this offense. So I'm going to take the Sooners and win a close one and win their sixth straight Big 12 title. I'm going to go with Oklahoma as well, and it's not because of their offense. Their defense has been actually a major surprise. Now, when we think of Oklahoma, we think of Big 12, we think of points. We think of a lot of points and no defense. Well, Oklahoma's only given up 27 points the last two games, that one of them being Oklahoma State and then Baylor. I know Baylor's been horrible, but they are ranked first 
in the Big 12 with 43 points a game. And Iowa State's defense has given up second by 21 points a game. So something's got to give. And I wanted to ask Jace because he said Brock Purdy's been in big moments. Care to share with you, with us, Jace, what big moments Brock Purdy has actually been in? He's has experience. He's just been there longer. Oh, I know. I know he has experience, but you said big games. I want to. Right, the last time these two teams met, he was able to pull out the victory. Okay, so one game. Okay, gotcha. I'm gonna go with the Sooners. They got the better coach. I know Iowa State's been great, but I like Oklahoma State. I should say Oklahoma Sooners defense is the reason why they'll win this game. All right, we'll have to wait and see. This weekend, man, is going to be a good showdown. So, but hey, the next one we got is a rematch of Louisiana Reagan Cajuns versus Coastal Carolina. Cajuns, brother. Did you just call them Cajuns? Mira, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mira, in Spanish, it's Rahim Cajunes. Sorry, me, 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 sorry. You know what I mean? And I mean, look, uh, Joe, this is your favorite uh, cock, right? I mean, <laughs> I like, I, 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 I mean, like him nice look at him, he's mean too. I mean, I mean, you're right, right in his one eye, tell you what's up. He got some chin ups, or uh, that's what it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's got some cojones, is what he's got. Well, I tell you what, though, fresh off an impressive, <laughs> fresh off an impressive one loss regular season, Louisiana would love nothing more than to cap that 2020 campaign with a revenge win against the only team that handled them the defeat, which is the. Chancleers, as that's what you call it. Uh, Coastal Carolina looked to um, <laughs> complete a perfect so easier, conference season with the win and the first appearance in the Sun Belt title game. Grayson McCall has been impressive, you know, and but it's not only him. It's Reese White and CJ uh, Marable that were productive in their last game. Uh, as you guys recall, they started from their 21-yard line, pushed it all the way for the kicker to kick a 40-yard field goal that left four seconds left of the game and coastal carolina ended up winning 30 to 27. they'll have this rematch again this saturday i am going for louisiana in this game i think they are the hottest team right now i don't like how coastal carolina played against troy i think it was a downfall for them uh i think they're still hung over with byu victory and that is my reason louisiana will take it and I won't be surprised there will be another epic finish, but this time Louisiana earning their way for a title. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that you would say that. I, I truly am. Please don't, uh, don't, 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 don't. Listen, all Coastal Carolina has done is go out there and womp on teams, uh, averaging almost 40 points a game. Louisiana's at 33.9. They've got a better defense. I mean, I, Again, look, the first game was 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 a, a, a great game. came down to Massimo Bacardi. Uh, Boston went out from 40 yards uh, to win that game. I would expect it's going to be the same thing, and I'll tell you why. The, the thing you need to really think about, that final drive that Coastal Carolina had in this game against Louisiana was 11 plays, 61 yards, and took up almost the rest of, uh, of the clock, five minutes and 26 seconds on that drive. Coastal Carolina is a better football team. I think the Troy game can be chalked up to 
uh, a little bit of a BYU hangover. I think that's done. I think Coastal Carolina comes back. They know how big this game is. It doesn't mean anything to us, but, boy, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana, uh, you know, they know each other. This is a rivalry game. Obviously, this is obviously for the Sun Belt Conference Championship, and and it, and it really could it could speak volumes to Coastal Carolina. Again, you know how hard it is to beat a team twice. I think Louisiana does that against a ranked team for the second time this year. Because Coastal, uh, you recall Louisiana was ranked uh, 21st in the country at the time. That's why Absolutely. we. That's why we even found out who Coastal Carolina was. Who are these guys? Right. I mean, give me a break. This is this is a good football team. The defense is is very good. I think they're going to come up big. And and to me, Grayson McCall has been. He's definitely the best freshman in the country. You you'd have to you'd be hard pressed to tell me that there's a freshman playing better than this guy. I got Coastal Carolina in this game. I mean, averaging 44 points a game, almost seven yards a snap, and that's all because of that quarterback, Grayson McCall. Um, I know it was a close game the last time. Um, I I don't see it any other different way this time around. So Coastal will win this one again. I have the Chanticleers getting it done. Uh, people, I've gotten that Troy game thrown in my face all all these past couple of days, it's a sandwich spot. You got to understand this uh, letdown spot after the big win against BYU, and then a look ahead spot for this for this championship game, which they already clinched. Also, Troy's a team historically they love to hang in there. They, they they've had some great games with App State when they were dominating the Sun Belt Conference. So Troy is a a solid team. They can they can compete with anyone any given day. They're they're a solid program, but I, I got Coastal. Just that the, the, that offense is so good. The defense is good. The real shame here is that both Billy Napier and Jamie Chowell are going to be on to bigger and better things come next year. But uh, And that, that stinks, but I got Coastal getting it done. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raging Cajun in this one, actually. Um, Levi Lewis is one of the uh, best dual threat uh, quarterbacks in the country. The, his ability to run and pass is uh, up there with some of the best in the country. And their offense is a hell of a running attack. I think Coastal Carolina will have some problems with it. But I think this is going to be the best conference championship game of the weekend. I'm really excited to watch it. Um, last time, Coastal Carolina dominated the time of possession. I don't think that's going to happen around this time, but I, I think Louisiana is going to pull it out late. Um, but I, I think this is going to be an instant classic. Yeah, sorry, Joe, but I'm going with the Raging Cajun. Um, Louisiana was missing their second-best defensive player, um, Fairder Gardner, at linebacker, too. So he'll be back this – you know, he he was out to first meeting. Um, so he'll be in there this time. I, um, so I, I think he makes a big difference this game. I love Elijah Mitchell and Trey Raggins in that backfield. Um and I think, you know, and Billy Napier has done such a great job. I can't believe he hasn't gotten a Power 5 job yet to this, you know, that he's been running the Sun Belt since he's gotten here. And I guess Jeremy Chadwell, to the Coastal coach, they're nearing or he just finalized a seven-year extension, so he could be staying at the moment. But I'll take Louisiana to get, get revenge here. Believe it or not, I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina. And, Jace, you said it best. It was a trap game last week against Troy, and they squeaked it out. They found a way to win, and that's what good teams do. That's what teams do in general. If you got to find ways to win ugly, you got to find ways to win pretty. And last week was a win that maybe was nice to some, but maybe ugly because, well, they struggled with Troy. 
But guess what? They're on. They're on to the conference championship game. It's going to come down to the two quarterbacks. You got a senior and you got a true and a true freshman. Joe, and you hit it right in the nail. Grayson McCauley, probably the best freshman by far in the country. If somebody else, please find it. But he's been amazing for this team. And I, I know everybody's probably been shocked that I picked Coastal Carolina because I bash them. But I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina. I think they are the better team in, in this game. And I know it was a three-point game, their first meeting. I expect it to be that type of game again. And, Sean, I'll agree with you as well. I think it's going to be maybe – other than Notre Dame, Clemson, the best game of all the conference championship games. Hey, it, 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 that could be debatable, but again, there's a lot of a lot of competition this weekend. Oh, uh, bad's one of them. Ovi, who's playing um Coastal Carolina again? The what? The Raging uh, uh, Los tipos de 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 ese sitio de Louisiana. I go and see, but hey, we're, we're gonna be moving on here. Uh, but I. I do got to say, Justin, uh, you're right. You know, key players are coming back for Louisiana. That might be a difference maker. But I heard that similar story with the next game with Clemson and Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence is back as a quarterback. Uh, key players in the defense are coming back. Justin, who you got in this game? I want to pick Notre Dame because I'm not a big dabble guy. But I, I think Clemson's going to find a way to pull this thing out. Um, yeah, they'll have Tyler Davis back, um, a couple other defense starters that were out the first time. Nordane did a great job of slowing down the run game, though. They held Clemson to 34 points. Um, again, I like Clark Lee, their defensive coordinator. He's adjustment-wise does a great job. You just look at that North Carolina game. Um, after that first quarter, they shut down that explosive offense pretty much the rest of the game. The second time around, I just I just think Clemson's just gonna have a lit, you know, has a little bit too much, but again. Nordine is built much differently than they were two years ago. I think they're much more physical up front. They have talent. Um, they may not have the explosive guy they've had over the last few years, but I definitely think they keep it close. But I think Trevor Lawrence is a difference, and he plays well enough. Even though I, I like Book the way he's been playing all year, he's getting better with you know every single game. And he did hurt Clemson last time with his legs, but I think they slow him down this time. I'll take Clemson to win a close one. All right. Uh, Hector, you're a big Notre Dame fan, so I know you got that representation behind you, Notre Dame all the way. But I, I want to ask you is, what is the final score, and do you think this game is going to overtime again? No, this game is not going into overtime. It's going to end in regulation, and I'm sticking with my Notre Dame. I know Trevor Lawrence is back. I know they got their key players back. I know that Clemson is going to be the, the heavy juggernaut, the Goliath in this matchup. I get it. But remember, David knocked down Goliath, so I, I feel that Notre Dame can come out and do it one more time. You know, they're just going to have to make adjustments now that Trevor's back in the lineup and, you know, prepare for him. And um, I think it's just going to be a close game. I, if I have to pick a final score, it'll probably be 38-35. It's going to be a close one. Okay. Hey, I hold on for a second because uh, I think there's some key things here. I know I jumped the gun, but um, – Somebody had uh, asked a question here. What's good, guys? It's your boy, King Zay, from John with the G-Men, live 6 p.m. Wednesday nights. And this weekend, my Notre Dame Fighting Irish take on the Clemson Tigers. Last time, we snuck away with a double overtime victory, but it was a different quarterback. Guys, can my Notre Dame get it done? Well, I did actually I'll tell you this. I'm actually going for Notre Dame, uh, and I'm going with the spread. Uh, 13 points, I think that's a little bit too much. 
uh, just because Trevor Lawrence is there. But uh, it's going to be a close game, man. It really is. And I know Jason's laughing over there. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I said multiple times on this show, everyone loves to say Trevor Lawrence this, Trevor Lawrence that. I think DJ Uyunglele is just as good as Trevor Lawrence. Well, not just as good, maybe just a small smidge below. But the real reason why that game was so close and why Notre Dame came out ahead was the over half the defensive starters that were missing for Clemson. They got them in this game. I expect Clemson to get the win. Both teams go to the playoff, and that's all she wrote. Okay. Um, I did not like Notre Dame earlier this season at all. Uh, and I thought in the game that I, I, I chalked it all up to Trevor Lawrence. But I'll tell you what, as I look at these teams today, I feel like the team that's playing its best football right now is Notre Dame. You have two very similar defenses. They give up roughly the same amount of yards on the ground and through the air. They both give up uh, roughly 17, 18 points a game. The difference between these two teams is how well-balanced Notre Dame is. They average 239 yards through the air, 235 on the ground. They can they can hit you by land or by sea, and I just think uh, at the end of the day, Ian, Brooke, and company are just going to be a little bit too much. I, I Again, I think these teams are so evenly matched. Notre Dame's already have the advantage of having won the first game. I think they're going to pull off another monumental upset and really shake up the entire BCS. BCS. Nice. We going back to, <laughs> going back 10 years ago, Joe, BCS, huh? You know me. If we, had the, in my yeah, head. if we had the BCS now with all this stuff, oh, you guys <laughs> losing your damn – Joe, we, you might actually have no hair if they had the BCS. So. <laughs> me, I mean, the first game was a classic. If this, If the second game is anything like the first game, please sign me up for it because I love great college football. I love great football in general. These two teams, yes, Notre Dame has – been extremely impressive. Ian Book has really elevated his game to maybe getting maybe a nominee of Heisman. You don't know. If he plays well, maybe he does get an invitation. Their defense is playing great, but like I keep saying, and everybody knows it, they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. And when somebody also on this show just said that there's a guy that's a smidge better than another guy that's going to be the number one pick next year, that people are saying he might be the next John Elway or Andrew Luck or something like that. That's not a smidge. That's not that. That's not even close. Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. I know he's not going to win the Heisman, but he's the best player in college football. He's going to be the number one pick, and they're going to win this week. It's a neutral site game, and they only lost, like I said, by one touchdown with a true freshman quarterback. A lot of people would take in college football, but I'm going with Clemson, and then it's just going to be Clemson and Notre Dame possibly again in the college football playoff. He's allegedly going to go to the draft. We'll see about that one. But <laughs> who do you got? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with the Tigers in this one. Uh, like Jace mentioned, they they get all those starters back on defense. And then uh, on top of that, Justin mentioned it, but Notre Dame really stopped uh, or bottled up Travis Etienne the last time around. I don't think that's going to uh, continue this time, especially with Trevor Lawrence back. I think they're going to have you know their safeties deep. I don't think they're going to have him up in the box. So I think Travis Etienne will play much better this week. But I still think Notre Dame will have success, um, a little bit of success on offense with Kyron Williams in the run game and the way that Ian Book or Ian Book has been playing. But I think that I, I will give Clemson a slight advantage. I could see them pulling this one out by a touchdown. But I, I think it'll be pretty high scoring, probably around forty-one to thirty-four. I'd say. Oh, man, that's a high score indeed. 
and uh, mm. much expected especially i hope we do get the same the same game as we saw the last time but uh hey we're moving on to the uh the next game boise state favorite at six and a half against san jose state these two teams were supposed to meet on november 21st but that regular season game was canceled due to COVID testing and tracing part of it was also back-to-back cancellations for both teams but hey both teams are undefeated within their own division with San Jose a half a game ahead with the 6-0 record. Boise's lo- uh, lone loss of the season was a non-conference game against BYU. So I'm picking uh, Boise State to win this. Sean, who you got? I'm going with San Jose State in this one. Um, I think Boise State's a little bit fraudulent if you look at their schedule. Um, none of their wins are against any good teams, and some of the wins they only won by one score. And obviously you mentioned their losses to BYU – who they got absolutely spanked by. And I watched San Jose State play last week against uh, Nevada and a very good quarterback in Carson Strong, and they they shut him down for the most part. Uh, they have a really good defense, and their offense has looked up the par. So I'm going to go with San Jose State. Even though they're not favored in this one, I believe that they're the better team, and I, I think that they're going to uh, end up winning the Mountain West. I agree with you, Sean. Nick Starkle uh, is a pretty solid quarterback. He's only throwing four interceptions this season. Uh, he's, he really led this team – uh, to to convincing wins week after week, and uh, I don't I don't think I, I agree with you. I think Boise State is a fraudulent team. They got absolutely exposed when they played BYU. Um, you know, you like to think that you could at least keep it respectable. Fifty one seventeen would say otherwise. Uh, yeah, I, I I got San Jose State taking this one and moving to seven and zero. Yeah, I got the Spartans um, in this one as well. Um, Nick Sharkle has come in here, really elevated this whole team. Um, you know, I, I'm stunned with how well San Jose State has been this year, sitting here undefeated. Boise State's been led by their defense, too, this year, which is something we don't really talk about with the Broncos. Uh, but they're really solid defensively. But I, so I still think, you know, the Spartans do enough at home and pull off, pull off the uh, Mount West Championship. Yeah, I'm gonna go with San Jose State. I kind of, I, I kind of like this team. I mean, I'm looking at them right now. Defensively, only giving up 17 and a half a game. They got a nice balance between passing and running. And when you have a great balance, you always have a chance to win. If you're one-sided, you're in deep trouble. Just ask us Giant fans. We know what it's like. I'm gonna go <laughs> there I'm, we go. I'm good. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just being truthful. I'm just being truthful. It's not mm. trying to pass the Giants. But yes, I'm gonna go with this San Jose State Spartans to beat. Those Boise State Broncos and stay undefeated as well. Yeah, All right, I got, I got the San Jose Spartans too. You know, I think with their, their Tyler Nevins, you know, leading them and rushing and everything, I think that they're going to be able to do what they have to do. Um, taking on away from Boise State, I did defense is pretty, pretty stout. But um, at the end of the day, the Spartans will win this game. Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, San Jose State showed me a lot last week. Big game against Nevada. Uh, Grayson McCall is really, really good, but right behind him as the second-best freshman QB is Carson Strong, and they were able to uh, contain him. Hank Bachemeyer saw QB. He he hasn't played all season. That's why BYU smacked uh, Boise State around because they were on their fourth-string QB at the time. But I do think it will be a competitive game. I do like the way San Jose State's playing, though, and they will edge out the victory here. Jace, uh, there's one particular quarterback that you are a big fan of, and that's coming up on this game, which is Tulsa versus Cincinnati. Uh, 
again, you were talking about Ritter being one of the best, probably uh, arguable uh, freshman quarterback. Uh, he's leading his team undefeated. Uh, they get the chance finally to play this weekend, uh, dude, because last week they were supposed to play Tulsa anyway. But this time for the conference championship, who you got here? Uh, I'm, I'm going Cincy. I think they deserve to get a shot in the playoff. Uh, they, I think they are the best team in the state of Ohio, and they're going to get this win at home dominantly because and Tulsa's going to do what every other ranked team has done when they played Cincinnati. They're no longer ranked because Cincinnati is whooping their ass outside the rankings. Look, these two teams are really evenly matched. Uh, right down to, I mean, Tulsa's defense is nothing to laugh at either, by the way. And I know it's easy to, to make that assumption. If you look at the numbers, the one thing that jumps out off the table is Cincinnati averages about 100 yards uh, per game more on the ground than does Tulsa. The rest of the numbers are equal except for the fact that Cincinnati's averaging 40 points a game and Tulsa's averaging 27.7. So this is going to be a simple matter of um, – Tulsa just can't score enough points to beat Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati's enough of a better team that that Tulsa can keep it close, but they can't win it. Uh, I think Cincinnati's actually going to spank around uh, Tulsa in this one. I, I think they're going to have a pretty convincing win. I think they're going to get the run game going with success and Desmond Ritter. And that defense is legit. They're definitely the best defense in the conference. So I, I think they will shut down Tulsa. I, I see them winning uh, big time here, I, I'd say, by three touchdowns. Yeah, I got Cincinnati. Um, they've been off for a month, which worried me. The last game was November 21st at uh, UCF. But I think Luke Pickle has these guys fired up, ready to go. I think Cincinnati's at the best defense in the country. I really do. I know competition may, you know, can look elsewise. But, again, I think totally um, in the secondary, defensive line, linebackers, I think they're the best defense in the country. I think they shut down Tulsa, who's on, you know, um, they've been messing with starters, Seth Boomer, all, all season long. I think they showed him down and won by three scores. I think Luke Fickle's out and fired up for being sitting ninth right now in the committee or in the college football rankings. So I, I'm going to take Cincy big. You know, I've got Cincinnati in this one. You know, you got to be able to convert on third down, and Cincinnati's among the best on that at 53%. Tulsa, on the other hand, is not so good on third down. I mean, they couldn't do nothing against Oklahoma State, even though they kind of improved against UCF. But – at the end of the day, you have to be able to convert those third downs, you know, and move that, keep moving that ball and scoring. So I think that's going to be an advantage there. Cincinnati will win this game over Tulsa. I'm trying to debate on what's going to be the blowout of the weekend. Is it going to be this game or is it going to be the Florida Alabama game? I, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to go with this one. I see that Tulsa can only score less than 28 points a game. The only way you can stay in a game like this, you have to score with your opponent. And you got to keep scoring because that's what Cincinnati does. And they got a dominant defense. And I know this is a good team. And I feel truly, I do feel bad for them that they have dropped in the rankings and other teams have not. I, I do believe that. I know. Call me crazy because I'm an Ohio State guy. But seriously, it sucks that they have not been able to play in almost a month because of COVID. But that's just the way the year has been for many professional leagues and college teams. That's how it's been. But I think this is going to be a blowout. 
I expect this should have been a blowout last week, and it would have been a blowout this week. I think Desmond Ritter is going to have a field day. I think this Bearcats team is going to have a field day, feel pissed off, feel angry. I hope there's no letdown, though, because they've had been dealing with COVID, and that could be the worst possible thing that could happen. I don't expect Tulsa to hang around. I expect about three touchdowns by defeat of margin for the Bearcats. I had I had my notes about this game. I had, like, all, like, so prepared. And then, like, I hear you guys, and I'm like, I don't think I did my homework right. I really don't. Uh, six of you went for Cincinnati, and it's not good when everybody agrees on one team. So, uh, Jace, can you ring, Can you sound the alarm, please? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Damn. I feel like I'm getting sucked in. Oh, oh sorry. My, my kids are sleeping. Um, I'm picking Tulsa, man. I'm picking Tulsa. There, Tulsa there. is going to get it. It's going to be. I don't know what written in your notes that you were right about questioning them. 26 always grasping for straws, baby. <laughs> hey, man. Ritter is going to get stopped, man. And that's all Cincinnati has is that one guy in the offense. He does. He, he's a dual threat. They're going to stop him. And they're going to slow the pace down. And Tulsa's oh, going to win. That's about I've been. You trading. I am. Daniel Jones. I am. Listen, uh-huh. if you've been paying attention to all four downs, you understand I am undefeated three times with Tulsa when I choose them to win. I know when they're going to play well. The yeah, last time I picked Tulsa is when they beat be, Army. Be so I'm telling you right now. Give me a break. That was too late. That I'm going to give lane. you all a break on this lane. one. Not Tulsa. That was too late. You picked to beat Army, not Tulsa. You see what happened by Nosa everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just let, just let him pick Tulsa and then move on. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, I think Tulane has a better chance in this game. <laughs> the best game of this weekend no, is going to be no, the SEC. No way. Yes Roll. way. Roll because Roll Tide. And my Florida did. Gators are coming off of a loss in which we all agree they should never be in the top ten. Uh, especially losing to LSU the way they did. I don't care if you had a down game or what. This is not the game. And if you want to throw a shoe, hey, you just did. You threw yourself away a chance to go to the playoffs because stupidity. And I'm going to go with Joe. Joe always was going on to Florida Gators head coach about how dumbass he is. Excuse my language because he is. He is not a disciplined coach. And then look at the players. They're a perfect example of their head coach. And like he said uh, a few weeks ago, he should be fired. Yeah. He is not a role model. He's not an example for that team. And it's going to be an embarrassment this weekend when they go and play Alabama in Atlanta. And I wouldn't be surprised if the score is 50 to nothing because that's what Florida has. They don't got nothing. They, don't, they only rely on Trask and Pitts. And where's Pitts last week? Oh, is he still hurt again? Is he not feeling well? Well, that's too bad because there is no sympathy when you're going against Alabama's defense, a, a defense that has been prepared every week, getting better every week. From the start of the season, they were injured to now they're all healthy. To a guy like Mac Jones, who never nobody's ever talked about Mac Jones in the beginning of the season, who's going to be the Heisman winner by the end of this season. So, yes. And let's not even talk about Mac Jones, Najee Harris. Or maybe Detwan Smith. Or Devonta. if 
if I say his name right or wrong, it doesn't matter. You know who we're talking about. <laughs> it's Roll Tide all the way and will be and clinch the number one spot. And there is no, nothing to say. And like Jace, you know what we watched uh, NXT and Hector. That, my friend, is undisputed. Is that it? Are yeah. you done? <laughs> you done, Bravo? picking Florida. Wait, There's I couldn't. See, passion. Okay. Yeah, but I couldn't take him serious after you said that Alabama going to win fifty to nothing. See, you lost me there because I hope you're not serious about it. They're going to beat. They're going to beat Florida, but you can't say that because Florida's. When I say fifty to nothing, I'm saying that they're going to whip I mean, that ass. That's all I'm saying. It's a like figure of speech. Twenty-seven. It's a figure of speech. You sure? They'll beat them by 35 points. Is that good enough? Can I just say it like that? Then? Wow, that's even damn word, Joe. Or, or, again, I don't. It's not gonna. It, it's not gonna be five touchdowns. It, no. it won't even be three. Um, Ooh. I do. Think, I do think by the third quarter, though, Bama will be up by 20, and where the final where the final score ends up doesn't really matter. Uh, Trask again. I've been saying all year what a piece of garbage he is, and Coach Mullins, uh, I think, is an embarrassment to a, a great program. I mean, Florida is one of the great programs in the history of college football, and to have a clown like that guy running your organization, you deserve to lose to LSU. You don't, don't deserve to be uh, in the top ten, and you don't deserve to be in this football game. Um, I, I look forward, and 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 uh, you know. Not for nothing, I have been saying Mac Jones from day one. I did call Mac Jones winning the Heisman uh, in the preseason. Uh, I predicted Alabama going all the way undefeated and winning the Big 12 uh, in, in uh, the SEC and, and winning the championship. And so here we go. It's on, and, and we're there. And Joe's going to start patting himself on the back again like he knows not everything. Too hard. <laughs> not Listen. Oh, we, we had a – And you weren't good with baseball. At least you, you at least said, listen. We spent a lot of weeks here talking about Matt Jones. I laid it out when the season started. Jace took a pie in the face. Did he really take a pie in the face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Face. yeah. I, I live. Live. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for being a dedicated viewer, Trevor. Yeah. 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 Thank guys, you, guy. I have, guys, I have a life. I was, hey, I was oh. working. I was working. I was working. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Rob Benjamin from the I'll Piss You Off Shortly podcast every Monday night at 9 p.m. Man, my Florida Gators just are coming off of a tough loss against LSU, and I'm pissed. But, hey, we're out of the playoff contention. We'll be all right. But, hey, Florida can come out now and beat Bama and take them out of their number one seed. Um, hopefully, if we can upset them. Do you guys? No, no, no. Absolutely not. It's not going to happen, Rob. Sorry. I love I Rob. He's going to ask that question, but I'm going to piss you off right now. No. And that's it. <laughs> Hector, you agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. There's nothing to say. Alabama is just dominant right now. I don't see anybody getting in any way right now. So, Yeah, they're the best team in college football right now. So everybody say hey? Yeah. Hey. Yes. hey. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, though. I will say that. It will be close. You think it'll be as close as the Florida LSU game, or no? No, absolutely but not. That that's a letdown spot right there. Looking ahead, but I like 
This Florida <laughs> offense wait, is wait, dynamic. Wait wait, 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 wait. They let their guard down. They were looking ahead to getting their asses kicked by Alabama, so they decided to go out and lose to LSU. That, again, they fired Dan Mullins because he's garbage. Okay, no, now. They're not going to fire Dan Mullins. Garbage. Your, after your, after, after your, the final your, score your, this sir. weekend, they might well. It's going to be a close <laughs> game. Alabama's defense is Alabama's defense of old. This Florida offense is really good. It, it's going to be a shootout, but I, I am going to go. LS, listen, after the game, LSU was like, well, this Florida offense is really, really good. We were so impressed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I tell you what. Hey, hey. I want to say, I want to say, hey, shout out to Sebastian Cornwell. He's always been following us every week, always asking us questions about, hey, which game should he pick? And uh, I know we answered his uh, questions through all these conference games. But I would give you what the All Four Downs podcast. We also playing a a parlay, twenty five dollar parlay, which we cannot disclose where we doing this because uh, we don't have permission. But uh. Our top five games right now, all of us voting in. The top game is Alabama versus Florida. Coastal Carolina over Louisville. USC uh, over Oregon. Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana, excuse me. Raging yeah. Cajuns. Ayo, Mio. Kahunas. Wait, is this – wait, the game – hold on. The number one game of the week for you guys is Alabama against Florida? No, what uh, I'm saying is one. for the partake for the 25 out of bet, uh, the top five We're out of all of them. Picking Alabama. Alabama and Florida, Coastal Carolina over Louisiana, USC yeah. over Oregon, which I think you'll make money off of that game, Buffalo over Ball State, and Clemson over Notre Dame. That is the vote. Who do you decide that you think you're going to make your money's worth? I know uh, Sebastian is picking the three games. But, uh, hey, the best part about the parlay is that uh, you could take $5 and make $5,000. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but it all depends on, uh, on, the, on the money line. And, Jays, you're big on the money line. Who is your top game that you guarantee going to make it in the money line? Oh, money line? I love Oregon over USC. Uh, I'm a big Pac-12 guy, but I, I know Pac-12. Uh, and this is a letdown spot. Like people, Pac-12 people have that hope that that USC maybe everyone else loses and USC magically gets in there because they're a power five. But that's not gonna happen. Oregon's gonna end it. So my money line, if you want to make money, Oregon. Oh man, I thought you was gonna pick Alabama, man. I, I mean, we're all voted unanimously that Alabama's gonna win and that's cover the too spread. Easy. That's too easy. That's a SpongeBob Square pick. That's something Trevor would do. Hey, guess what? Don't call Fantasy Locks. If you want to have it called Fantasy, uh, maybe we win, maybe we lose, then play that game. But you want to make it Fantasy Locks, make it a Fantasy Lock. Plain and simple. Don't take shots at me like that because you can't win in that, buddy. All right, SpongeBob Square picks. I still win. You lose, right? Hey, forget about it. But I tell you what, next week I will definitely know which one of us came out winning in our parlay picks. Guaranteed. But hey, this Sunday, again, it is the selection. Uh, and before we go, um, right around, I'm going to start first. Uh, I, I say that the 
the results will be the final four is currently on right there. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. As much as I don't like Ohio State deserving to be in the top four, it's going to happen. All the rules are bent over for them. That's my final four. Joe, who's your final four after Sunday? The same four. Okay, it's Hector? Same four. Justin? Same four, but um, Notre Dame and Clemson vice versa. Okay. Jace? I'm going. I'm going out on the ledge. I'm going with the people's top four, and I'm going to go Alabama, the Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Let's go. That's what the people want. That's what the people need. And I know because I'm a people man. I love it. I'm the alarm. <laughs> that was a delay. Throw the yellow flag at that dude. <laughs> yeah, even he knows that's nonsense. That's <laughs> yeah, Sean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love to see it the way that Jace has it, but uh, I'm gonna agree with Justin. I, I think it's the the four teams that are in there now are just Clemson and Notre Dame swap after Clemson wins the top. All right, and last but not least, Trevor, are you gonna say Ohio State is gonna be number two? No, I'm not that stunned. This is not comedy. <laughs> we should put Coastal Carolina number one, Jace. What do you think? You think we should do that? Yeah, let's put let's put Coastal Carolina. Hell, let's put Louisiana, the region, whatever. Hey, uh, I, I ate my pie with, with, with Alabama. Alabama. I'll give them one. And you know what? We should put down also, let's put down Utah. Put Utah in there too, please. Come on. Let's just make everybody be happy. Right, Jace? No, it's the four five. It's going to be the final four that it is already. Guess what? It's only going to be close. It's going to be two and three. That's boring. Hey, I, I know I got the people's top four, happy. and that's all that matters. What matter yeah. is, what matter is, is the last word was the final whistle. Uh, Joe and I, we kind of agreed all week on how we're supposed to finalize this show. Joe, take it away. Thanks, Ovi. So, who are the four best teams in college football? It's quite obvious that to even be considered, you need to be in a Power 5 conference, and more specifically, one of the big three conferences, the Big Ten, the ACC, or the SEC. The chairman of the selection committee is responsible for placing the four best college football teams into the playoffs. But beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and this is nothing more than a beauty pageant. You see, in the Power Five, every single loss is excused, rationalized, downplayed, explained away in some way, shape, or form. But if you aren't in the Power Five, you don't have, you not only have to be undefeated, you get penalized for having open dates. Cincinnati's dropped each of the past two weeks while Ohio State just continues to sit in number four. Now, when committee chair Gary Barta was asked to explain why the top two teams in the rankings are the teams that they are, he said, Alabama's undefeated. Notre Dame is also undefeated. Fair, but so are Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, ninth and 12th respectively, but I guess their being undefeated is somehow different. Sixth-ranked uh, Iowa State, with its two losses, is now ranked 13 spots in front of Louisiana. Yes, Louisiana, the one-loss team that beat the Cyclones 31-14 in Ames at the beginning of the season. Iowa State is also somehow six spots ahead of undefeated Coastal Carolina, who beat Louisiana, who beat the Cyclones. The Big 12 went 0-3 against the Sun Belt, which, of course, is the conference of coastal land of Louisiana. And you could talk about Hawaii all you want, but you're ignoring the fact that BCS Busters are 5-3 and 
uh, in BCS Bowl games and four and two in BCS Bowls against opponents from the Power Five conferences. I think we all understand the importance of strength of schedule and head-to-head matchups, but what about the eye test? Throughout this pandemic, college football teams have sacrificed and risked their lives to play football. Some schools have played 11, 10, 9, or at least the minimum, six games. I mean, how can you evaluate a team that's not played enough games against quality opponents? This year, with so much turbulence, it's only right to select the most deserving schools that played hard, did not shy away from competition, and won every single week. Who are the top four teams in college football in 2020? I'll be honest, we're never going to find out. Thanks for joining us at All Four Downs, a Clovercrest Media Group presentation. Visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of podcasts and all the latest from the world of sports. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also check out hhwshow.com for the latest blogs, video, and more. We are part of the CMG Podcast Sports Network. For Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, Hector Vasquez Jr., our guest Justin D'Onofrio from Sports Talk with R&J, and Trevor Keys from Keys to the City, and of course, our fantastic producer, the one and only O.V. Munez. I am Joe Aguirre. Enjoy the conference championships. We'll catch you back here next Wednesday night, 730, for all four downs.